Hi, and welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast, the place for all things kids yoga. My name is Jessica Mujis, and after teaching kids yoga for over a decade and being immersed in the industry, I created this podcast as a warm and supportive place for parents, teachers, caregivers, and kids yoga professionals to gather. Episodes include conversations with kids yoga teachers, business owners, and authors, child development experts, informational episodes on specific kids yoga topics, yoga adventures for children, and even the voices of children themselves. It is my hope that you can come here each week and gain inspiration and form connection with your fellow kids yoga community. Welcome to the Kids Yoga Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Yoga Podcast. My name is Jessica Mujis, and this week I am joined by Shawnee Thornton Hardy. Shawnee is a certified yoga therapist, educational behavior specialist, and an intermediate somatic experiencing practitioner through the Trauma Institute. She will be completing her advanced level in 2021. She is the founder of Asanas for Autism and Special Needs and the founder director of Yoga Therapy for Youth Certification Program. Shawnee has worked with children and adults with autism, ADHD, developmental disabilities, trauma backgrounds, behavior challenges, and other complex needs for over 25 years. She has specialized in working with children and adults with significant cognitive and language delays, sensory processing deficits, as well as severe behavior challenges. Shawnee works with private clients of all ages and abilities to facilitate health and healing. Her goal is to bring the experience of yoga and somatic movement to all individuals, no matter their differences or challenges. She has published a book, Asanas for Autism and Special Needs, Yoga to Help Children with Their Emotions, Self-Regulation, and Body Awareness, and is the creator of the Calm Yoga Toolkit and Body Sensations Curriculum, and is currently writing her second published book on the topic of yoga therapy for youth with complex needs. She leads trainings throughout the U.S., internationally, and online. Shawnee also offers private small group therapeutic sessions for adults, as well as yoga workshops, trainings, and retreats through her company, Embodied Wellness Yoga Therapy, integrating yoga, somatic movement, and meditation. Shawnee, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Jessica. I have so much to ask you because you have a lot of... um, different things that you do in many areas. But um, I just want to start at the beginning of your yoga journey. So when did you first start practicing yoga? And then when did you decide to share it with children? Yeah, so I started practicing yoga, I want to say about 15 years ago was when I really started delving into yoga and, and exploring my practice more. And at the time, I was working as a special education teacher and had been in that field for quite some time. And I was noticing 
the changes that I was feeling around. Um, I experienced a lot of anxiety throughout my childhood and through my young adult years. And as I began to explore my practice more, I really noticed the difference it had for my own well-being, mental well-being, physical well-being. And the children I was working with really struggled a lot with self-regulation and, you know, sort of managing their behaviors and knowing how to navigate challenges. And so I just thought, well, what a great way to integrate um, some of these self-regulation practices into the classroom. And at the time, I was actually going through my master's program and did my master's thesis on um, yoga and the impact of yoga on attention and on-task behavior for children with um, autism and ADHD. So I had the you know, um, experience of being able to kind of take data and see the impact that these practices had on the children. And um, it was so profound and they were so drawn to it that that's really what brought me onto the path of integrating yoga with children um, in my career. Hmm. And I see um, you have a number of uh, companies that you've started that all seem to tackle like a different area or they're all, they all seem very yoga related. So um, can you first tell me a little bit about embodied wellness yoga therapy? Yeah. So I am a certified yoga therapist. um, And so my embodied wellness yoga therapy company, the essence of um, my business is really in helping support people with learning how to first just tune in and connect to their bodies and and get more of a sense of what's happening, not only externally in the world around them, but also what's happening internally in their internal landscape and helping people to really connect to and tune into more of the physiology of, of uh, how stress impacts their body in a, in a, um, in a physical way. And then how that relates to, you know, how they go out into the world in terms of their relationships and connection to their own spirit and to others. And um, so it's a it's working with yoga therapy kind of coming from the whole person approach. But I integrate a lot of also somatic um, experiencing, which is um, currently what I'm um, completing a training in uh, movement and just mindfulness around sensations in the body and mindfulness around how to help support and regulating our nervous systems. So many of us, we don't really, we've never learned these tools of, especially as adults, as children, it's so wonderful that they're, they're being taught these things. But as a young adult, I really never learned these tools of, first of all, how to tune in and recognize when something was imbalanced and then to, you know, use different strategies to learn how to build my own capacity in managing day-to-day stressors in my life. So that's really what the essence of embodied wellness yoga therapy is. Um, I work a lot with women, um, uh, work with trauma, um, anxiety, depression, and really anything that someone is seeking. And I also lead retreats and um, you know do one-to-one sessions. So that's primarily the emphasis of what embodied wellness is. So it's really just about an embodiment of practices to support us with um, just living healthier lives with more freedom from uh, the attachment to our stress in our bodies and our minds and our hearts. I think you're the first yoga therapist I've had on. I'm just curious. Can you tell me just a little bit about um, how 
you got that certification, how that works, because that's just so fascinating to me. Yeah. So the yoga therapy, to, to become a yoga therapist, there's about a thousand hours of study. Um, and uh, it's an international association of yoga therapists. They have accredited yoga therapy programs that um, you attend. For most people, it's about a three-year program, depending on you know what yoga therapy program they're going to. And the essence of yoga therapy, which is a bit different than just you know teaching yoga, is that there is an element of of um, gathering a lot of information in regards to that person's relationships, their lifestyles, um, you know, everything to do with their life and how they live their life. And then it's working on helping them to navigate and really working with them as a, in a partnership and helping them find that, that place of healing and whatever, um, you know, modality that might be that may support them. So it may be meditation, it may be um, more breathing practices, the asana. So it's integrating everything around, around yoga. It's not just about yoga poses, but, um, you know, our, our mental thinking. So we work in layers, which is the five koshas, um, moving from our outer layer to, you know, our, our deeper layer, deeper inner layer. So there's a lot that goes into it. It's, um, really working with them to find what their goals, um, you know, what their intentions are around their healing and then supporting them with um, very individualized approach to their healing. So that's really what the essence of yoga therapy is, is working together as a team to kind of facilitate that healing process. Right. I think that's just so wonderful because I think yoga innately is very therapeutic, even if, you know, you're starting out going to classes and just doing the physical practice. I think that's how a lot of people start. And then they start to realize, oh, this, my mind is calmer now and I, I don't know why. And so I think that's mm. just so wonderful that um, to to take a therapeutic approach to it when it is such a naturally healing practice. Yeah, that. absolutely. And it's, it's, this is the time where, you know, we're starting to be more open-minded to more of those um, holistic modalities mm. of therapy. So yeah, it's an exciting time to be in this field for sure in the in the yoga therapy realm. Um, and using that as a modality for healing is wonderful. Mm. Well, can you tell me about um, asanas for autism and special needs and what kind of work you do with that? Yeah, so I started asanas for autism and special needs when I was working um, as a, as a, an educator and, and as a behavior specialist. That was a primary focus in my work was working with children with um, very dysregulated nervous systems, a lot of sensory processing challenges, some pretty significant trauma histories. Um, and so my work, as I mentioned, initially, when I started integrating yoga practices, uh, the focus was really to support with self-regulation and to support them with just becoming more aware of their own reactions to um, triggers or stressors and supporting them in, in building skills and capacity and being able to kind of manage unexpected situations. So uh, that began, I want to say in 2010 is when I began Asana's for Autism and Special Needs. And um, the focus with my business is really one in supporting all children with um, learning these tools to be able to have more of a sense of embodiment and awareness of, of their own bodies and their own 
you know, their own reactions to stressors and then giving them tools to be able to um, be more regulated and be more integrated into the world. Um, we know that if we are stressed and we're kind of in that fight, flight or free state, that's going to impact our relationships and how we navigate the world. So I began that back then. And um, that's when I, I wrote my book because I just saw the tremendous um, uh, benefits that it was providing to the children that I was working with. Um, so my business and my book sort of came together as one. My business is the same title as, as my book that I wrote. Um, and, and really the intention with Asanas for Autism and Special Needs <clears throat> is bringing the practices of yoga and mindfulness to children of diverse abilities and backgrounds. Um, so helping others learn the tools to be, to be able to bring this into mainstream um, school environment or into therapeutic settings. Um, you know, there are some kind of specific approaches and ways to teach and reach children um, who, who have more neurodiverse brains. Um, and, and you know, different bodies and who are differently abled. So the, the intention behind Asanas for Autism and Special Needs is really to um, bring, make yoga and mindfulness more inclusive and accessible to all children. That's so, so important. Yoga is for everybody. And yeah. the work you do is just, it's so inspiring because you really are looking at different populations and where there's kind of a lack of yoga at this moment. And it sounds like you saw that and you've, so you've created your own programs, which I think is just so wonderful. Um, do you, I'm just curious, do you have a favorite story of, I love to hear stories about, um, mm. you know, teach, teaching children. Is there any child or a particular story that stands out to you in this particular work with children with special needs? Oh gosh. Well, I have so many really wonderful stories. Um, but I will share a story, and it's actually an adult with autism that I worked with, um, but uh, I knew her when she was younger as a child, but, but this is a fairly profound story. So um, she came to me for private uh, sessions and, you know, more of the yoga therapy element, um, very significant, um, significantly impacted with, with autism. Um, uh, a lot of anxiety and um, she also had uh, and, and I have permission to share this story so I just want to want to honor that that um, you know her mother has given me permission to share about her but um, she was diagnosed with bipolar and also had um, a rod in her spine from scoliosis and um, severe severe anxiety so a lot of challenges uh, <clears throat> and we worked together for um, a you know, a significant period of time, she came to yoga sessions with me for over the course of three years. But about eight months into the time that we were doing um, her yoga sessions, she was primarily doing restorative yoga. And we were really working on getting her nervous system to more of a regulated state. And for her to experience a sense of feeling calm, <clears throat> which was something that, you know, she really didn't experience. And she initially came she lasted for 20 minutes. She bit her mom's ear and just had, you know, really, really, uh, uh, you know, uh, reactive episode during the yoga session. That was the first session and it was new to her. And, you know, we had gone through social stories and all of those things in preparation, but it was to be expected. Um, and then eight months into the practice, she had 
uh, been doing the practice, doing an hour of restorative yoga with me every once a week and was doing her practice at home. And her mom texted me and said that she had done her, um, I think, CAT scan or MRI, one of those, um, for the first time without being a, under anesthesia with um, in sleepy butterfly pose with a pillow on her belly. And that was really <sighs> profound. Uh, it was a major thing for her and her family. Wow. Um, yeah. So that's a, that's one story. I have, like I said, many, many, many wonderful stories, but that one's a really, really profoundly touching story to me. Um, and it's a tool that she continues to use. And, and, you know, it was beautiful to be able to watch her move from not having a sense of what calm felt like to really being able to experience moments of calm, um, and moments where her thoughts were not you know, just, um, completely consumed with, with anxious thoughts. So mm, yeah, that's, that, that's, that is, that's so profound. The, I mean, to, cause once someone's able to find that place and you're able to help guide her there and it sounds like with patience and compassion and over time, that's huge that she was able to do that and now carry it with her. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what she can carry with her. I mean, that's really what the beauty of yoga and yoga therapy is, is that, you know, you, you learn these tools and then you, you can integrate them into your own life and they can make such a tremendous impact on your, on how you feel. So, um, and she was just really, she loved it. She looked forward to coming every week and, um, and, you know, she, she would go home and she had her sequence and, and, you know, in, in the work that I do, I use a lot of um, visuals and, um, you know, I create social stories and that type of thing to, to make it accessible to those who need those extra supports. And because of her autism, she required more of that support in terms of being able to process information. Um, but yeah, she was, she, she was a long time, um, student of mine and continues to do her practice even, you know, into her adult years. So. Oh, just so great. Just so great. Well, I, I wanted to ask you as well about, um, you're doing a training in somatic experiencing and I for years had heard about somatic experiencing from a friend who's a therapist. And, um, finally during the pandemic, I, um, set up a session kind of because it was easier because I could do it virtually. So since mm. I have two small kids, I was like, oh, this is more doable. Like I could do this. I could FaceTime. And I have to say, um, it was monumentally helpful for me and mm. definitely life changing. So I've done a few sessions since and I continue to, um, when I feel I need the guidance, but I would just love the listeners, um, who just don't know about it because I, I feel like it's kind of just starting to spread to um, yeah. learn a little about it. So can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So the emphasis with somatic experiencing, somatic experiencing was developed by Peter Levine. And essentially his work is around uh, it's using somatic experiencing as a body oriented modality for healing trauma. And, you know, just to put it in simple terms, trauma is not, about the event it's about the way in which our nervous system responds to that event right so we can all have different experiences and we can all respond differently in our nervous system but the essence of somatic experiencing is that 
there is a, a, a physiological experience that we have um, when we experience um, uh, stress, um, unmanaged stress. Now, stress can be a good thing. Stress is not all bad. It gets a bad rap, but it's more of the unmanaged stress that can um, um, you know, impact our nervous system. And then also any um, traumatic experiences, depending on how the person responds, there's always a physiological um, response that happens in the body in relationship to um, stressors or traumatic events that happen. So it's working with a more of the um, bottom-up approach. It's working with the, the body-based sensations and really getting people to tune into the sensations in the body um, and working with that fight, flight, freeze response and helping people to build capacity. Um, you know, so if you think about, if I, if we, I could visually show you, if you think about a Hoberman sphere that a lot of children's yoga teachers use, right? You know, it expands, you open it and then it contracts back in. And so it's working with the nervous system to create more expansion and more capacity in the nervous system. It's it's referred to as the window window of tolerance, kind of increasing our window window of tolerance to be able to manage um, stressors and to build capacity around that, and to also be able to um, move that energy through that stuck energy that that happens in the body in relationship to traumatic experiences or unmanaged stressors. So that's the essence of it. I mean, it's much deeper than that, but um, the essence is helping helping people to work with sensations and to um, kind of titrate, which means to be able to move back and forth between more pleasant or neutral sensations to unpleasant sensations, because so much of our survival response is to kind of cut ourselves off from our bodies um, and to you know ignore or not pay attention. But we know that when we ignore our body signals that can be a manifestation of disease and, 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 you know, dysregulation in our nervous systems. Mm. Uh, yeah. So I, it's, I just highly recommend it for, for people that are curious. I, I found like, for me, the powerful thing was having a person there to kind of be a witness and a mm. non judgmental witness and, and just sit there with me. And because sometimes yeah. these, the sensations in the body um it's hard to sit it's hard to sit mm. with them sometimes it's it's much mm -hmm. easier <laughs> and i've found doing a few sessions that as you mentioned my capacity i think my capacity has grown or at least i just have the language and understanding of it so that i'm able to do it a little more on my own um yeah it's it's still helpful you know to have those sessions too but i think that works so powerful so i i think it's just so great you're adding that to your repertoire you're you have all these yeah. tools in your toolkit uh well i'm just a lifelong learner and i am very drawn to the neuroscience and understanding the brain and the nervous system but one of the things about somatic experiencing is really understanding that healing happens in relationship to other people right so mm -hmm. um we learn these skills but it's helpful to have a person that can bear witness and that can be that compassionate um observer for us to help us kind of navigate, um, you know, moving through trauma or moving through difficult things in our life. So there's that, that relational element that's a huge factor. Mm -hmm. And we're learning so much more about how <clears throat> our health and well-being is so much about connection to others um, and learning so much about even 
developmental, um, relational attachment relationships, that type of thing, how that can really impact our nervous system later on in our life. Mm. So yeah, it's working with even going back to um, uh, trauma that we might have experienced as infants that it's not in our, um, in our, you know, in the forefront of our mind or in our memories, but it's in the memory of our nervous system. You know, our nervous system holds memories that we're not even, that are, that we're not even conscious, um, you know, of, we're not even aware of. So yeah, it's exciting work and I love weaving it and integrating it into um, the practice of yoga because that's such a body-based practice. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful blend um, all mm-hmm. combined together. So I'm really excited about what I'm learning. I'm moving into my final year um, right. to become a yeah. somatic experiencing practitioner. Right. It's so interconnected with yoga. So it's, it's, I, I do feel like that my yoga practice helped me to like ground down and be open to that experience of the mm. SE. So it's, it's wonderful. Well, you do yeah. so much work, as I mentioned, um, in different areas. Um, out of all of this work that you do at at this very moment, what is the most rewarding work and why? Hmm. Gosh, yeah. Well, currently what I'm doing mostly is actually leading trainings more than um, more than working um, with children. Um, You know, I do do some private sessions here and there, but I've moved into more of the teaching of teachers and I find that to be so rewarding because it's a way to kind of, you know, um, cultivate and spread those seeds and to really try to ensure that, that these practices can be um, accessible to, you know, children with diverse needs. It's so profoundly impactful for them, but um, because of lack of knowledge or understanding of how to bring the practices to them, you know, oftentimes those children may not get the same, types of experiences or practices or, um, you know, uh, activities that are out there in the world. So I think that my favorite part, one is connecting to people around the world and connecting to like-minded people, um, building community, um, and just sensing and feeling into the hearts of these people that have such a strong desire to help better the lives of children of, of, of all abilities and backgrounds. And then the the component of spreading that um, inclusion and accessibility in yoga practices. Um, I think that that's I, that's one of the most rewarding aspects of the work that I do um, is knowing that people are carrying this forward out into the world and and bringing these practices to children and their families. Um, you know to help them build capacity and resilience and um, yeah, that's that's I would say what my, the most rewarding aspect is. Yeah. And and have you been doing online trainings for a while or did you start to offer your trainings online once the pandemic began? Yeah, I actually had never done an online training before the Mm. pandemic came. So I was traveling a lot. I was traveling internationally and throughout the U.S. um, and leading my trainings. And the pandemic came and I had several trainings scheduled and had to cancel them all. And, um, I thought, well, time to pivot, you know, um, this is the situation that we're in. So, you know, what, you know, what can you do? And I had a lot of people over the years reach out to me and say, do you offer this online? I, you know, I, I I can't, 
make it, you know, to this training. And, you know, the only way people could come to the training was if I was either in their location or if they flew to me, which was quite expensive. And so it's actually turned out to be a really wonderful thing. There are so many more people around the world that have been able to sign up um, for the training and the, all the trainings. I have three trainings I offer online, actually. Um, and so it's actually really um, <laughs> been an aspect of my business, which is the accessibility component. It's been so much more accessible to people. So that's been a silver lining of the pandemic is, um, you know, more accessibility for people who really want to learn these tools. Oh, yeah, I know. It's so great. That's the one thing I've been hearing from everyone is like the prospect of doing the online training before seemed like, oh, it's never going to be the same. You're not going to feel that connection. And then once we mm. were kind of all forced to do the online, it you actually do form deep connections yeah. and with people from all over the world. So I'm so glad you were yeah. able to translate those um, online and continue those. Yeah, I feel I feel um, blessed in that sense in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, uh, I was grateful to be able to just step into that. And, you know, it took it took some, you know, some courage and some flexibility in a sense where you're used to doing something in a certain way and you have to you know, pivot and shift, but I think we've all been in that situation together. <laughs> so yes, you know, it's yes. a universal experience. Exactly. Well, um, as we start to wrap up, I always like to end with kids yoga gems. So for you, if you can offer one piece of advice to anyone new to sharing yoga with children, what would it be? Hmm. I think the gem that I I would want to share is to 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 keep doing your work, you know, and to really stay connected to your inner child. You know, we all have these inner children that need our attention, and our love, and our care, and um, need to uh, feel seen and heard and loved and valued. Um, and when we're working with children, our own work with our inner child and our own work and our healing, I think, is so important. Um, so that we can carry that forward in a very authentic and, and um, you know, uh, lived experience. Um, so what's coming through us is our own, our own practice that we are continuing to come back to. Um, I think that's the, the, the best advice that I would give or that I can, you know, I share with um, my students in my trainings. Um, you know, if we are asking children to do this work, then we want to also be doing this work ourselves, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and I right. think that 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 comes forward as a, as as being very authentic, um, rather than just kind of sharing something that you read from a book or that you learned in a training. That if you're living that, that's going to really shine through in your teaching. Yeah, that's beautiful. So it starts with you. Start the yoga begins with you, and then exactly then you can share yeah. it. And then and we're the co-regulators, right? So if we're working with yes. children, our own our own work with our nervous system and our capacity is so important, um, so that we can carry that that grounded energy into into the work that we do. Um, mm. So I, I think that work around being recognizing that we're co-regulators, so our work is so important uh, when we are creating a space and the energy that we're bringing forward is is really going to make a big difference in how those children respond. Yes. Well, I would yeah. love to 
point the listeners in your direction to if anyone wants to learn about your trainings or your books. Um, so can you tell us where we could find you? Yeah. Um, so just to mention my trainings, I have a two, three levels of trainings. Uh, my level one, which is my yoga for children with autism and special needs training, which is actually coming up on December 10th. And there's still a few spaces left for that. But um, then I have a level two, uh, a children's yoga certification if they take the level one and level two. And I also have a level three coming up, which is my yoga therapy for youth training. And you can find information for all of those on um, uh, www.asanasforautismandspecialneeds.com. Um, all three of the levels are described on there and they're all online currently. Um, so, um, you know, they're, they're, accessible in that way. So that's where you can find me. Um, I have two websites, Yoga Therapy for Youth and Asanas for Autism and Special Needs, but they'll they'll channel you to, to both if you go on to either one so you can access the information. And then I also have um, a whole curriculum, a book and a Calm Yoga Toolkit that I developed on my website. So if you're interested in looking at some resources, you can always go onto the, um, that section of my website and, and see those resources that are available there. And do you have an Instagram page as well? Um, with some yes, poetry? I do. Yeah. Well, I have actually a business Instagram page, which is my mm -hmm. Asanas for Autism and Special Needs Instagram. So it's just Asanas for Autism and Special Needs. Um, I do have a private Instagram, or it's not private, but it's um, it's more of my sort of creative Instagram. Um, and you can find that if you go onto the Asanas for Autism and Special Needs Instagram page. It'll it'll tell you um, the founder. Um, and that's just more where I share my, my writing and inspiration and, um, travel and that type of thing. So that's a bit more of my just kind of playful, creative, um, space that I like to right. share. Yeah. I, I follow along there and I, I love what you post. So I just wanted oh, to mention that one as well. Thank you. Uh, yeah. It's called 15 shades of green and I have a yes. blog actually and all of that. So yeah, you're welcome to, to pop on there and come say hello. <laughs> well, Shani, thank you so much for uh, taking the time and for discussing your work. And, and it's just, I learned so much about you and from you and I just appreciate it. Thank you, Jessica. And thank you for um, allowing me to share. I appreciate any time that I get the opportunity to share my heart's work. So thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Take care. You too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the episode and you haven't already, I would really appreciate if you can leave a rating and review and also subscribe to the podcast. This helps people find the podcast and direct more people towards it so we can spread kids yoga to more children. You can also follow us at the Kids Yoga Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And you can always send me an email at the kids yoga podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your feedback, your questions, and any ideas you have for future episodes. So thank you so much for being here and for listening, and I hope to see you next week.